all this week. There are events taking place apparently around the world to mark what is called World Refugee Week. Today in particular is a day when communities are asked to pay particular attention to the challenges those who are fleeing places of war are facing. Our reporter Josh Crosby has been meeting with some of the thousands of people who have come to Ireland in search of safety and he's with me in studio. Uh, Josh, who did you meet? Well, Kieran, when we want to look at some of the positives that can be seen from the response to the war in Ukraine, the first place I went in my mind anyway was the, the generosity, the outpouring of goodwill we've seen from the Irish people. And right now, as we speak, there's an Ireland for All event taking place at the Garden of Remembrance. But when it comes to those who stepped up, pledging accommodation, hosting a guest in their home, opening up their doors to a stranger, that's what I've been looking at when it comes to some of the positives. When the call first went out by the Red Cross last March, more than 20,000 people put their hands up pledging accommodation and look obviously not all were going to be suitable but nothing like this had ever been seen before to this scale but as expected after the initial rush of people in shock the offers and pledges have waned in time to hear from those who have experienced taking someone in from Ukraine I've been meeting with a few hosts and they're genuinely doing it out of sheer generosity and emotion I suppose from the scenes they saw on the news one man who we'll hear from shortly is now hosting his second guest after the first Ukrainian woman staying with him returned home. But first I'll play a clip of Ola who's from Kharkiv. Ola came to Ireland last October and she's staying with her host Alan McEntee from Trim. Ola is a photographer and has started a course studying graphic design and she says that the welcoming she's received from the Irish has brought some comfort in a time of such horror. It's a great experience. I met a lot of beautiful people and I met my second family. It's my Irish father and mother. They are been supporting me from first time when I arrived in their home. So you've been here now since October. Mm-hmm. Um, are you starting to meet new friends in the community or have you found anything about Ireland that you, you like in particular? Each uh, Wednesday I go to Summer Hill. It's a um, great community which supports uh, Ukrainian refugee. And I met uh, not only Ukrainian refugee in this place, I met a lot of Irish people. I like Irish, it's a beautiful country with great weather. Um, at the moment, at the moment. No. <laughs> my name is Alan McEntee and I'm from Truman County Mead. My wife and I volunteered to take on a Ukrainian guest when the plea was sent out by the Red Cross. What was it that made you first decide we're going to get this a go? Well, we're empty nesters. We have a house, we had loads of room, we were able to offer whoever would come a kind of an independent part of our house, even though it wasn't isolated from the rest of the house. So it was ideal for both our guests and for us. We've had a very positive experience and I don't know of anybody who has had a bad experience. Ola came to us last October. She's become almost part of the family. We have grandkids who live in the north of Ireland and when they come down to visit us, all they want to know is, where's Ola? Not, not where's grandpa or grandma, it's where's Ola. It's been great. What would you say to people listening today who are considering giving it a go? Maybe they're a bit unsure, they've never done anything like this before. Well, we had never done anything like this before. We were motivated by what we could see on the, on the news and uh, it's been a very positive experience for us and I'd do it all over again. That was Alan McEntee from County Meath who is hosting Ola from Ukraine. Josh, uh, there would have been a lot of talk uh, uh, a year ago when we were dealing with the initial influx of refugees from Ukraine uh, about problems. There was criticisms of linking up 
host families who are pledging accommodation with those fleeing the war. I mean, have all those kinks been ironed out? Well, it's come on an awful lot, but one of the reasons for that is, is the number of people offering to host has quietened down as well. So that mad rush last March and April did put unexpected pressures on groups such as the Red Cross. Many people were frustrated with the delays, the length of time they were waiting for authorities to get in touch with them. And and basically what ended up happening was several community groups started cropping up. Friends of friends would pass on some connection or a number and Facebook groups were trying to pair Ukrainians with those offering up their home. And it was all ad hoc but, but it worked for a lot of people. So anyway, what happened, many of these groups set up and I suppose it was hard to get clear messaging and recognition with so many different strands. So last April, Helping Irish Hosts was set up. Now this group works in partnership with the Irish Red Cross, the Peter McVeary Trust uh, and many other organisations working in this area. The role I suppose it plays is like an umbrella to take in as many hosts as it can and it works to match people together and support the hosts. The team involved is running a series of roadshows across the country at the moment, sharing information and advice. The next, the next one's actually taking place tomorrow evening at the Middleton Family Resource Centre in Cork. People can go along if they're considering this. But I met with Roz Jones who's the communications lead for HIH and she says hosting is not the only solution but it definitely plays an important role supporting those fleeing war. Hosting has been a brilliant pathway for Ukrainians coming in. We began um, informally supporting hosts um, and now um, we're an organisation that's working um, in partnership with um, the Red Cross, Peter McFerry Trust and IOM to activate pledged accommodation on behalf of the state. So talk to me now about the the hosts and the numbers. Are you getting many inquiries after the first initial period of people wanting to help out straight away? Like did it kind of ease off for a while? Where are we at now? Yeah, so it's definitely quietened down in terms of people um, signing up to host. We are still seeing people wanting to host and coming forwards and pledging accommodation. It's changed a lot since the beginning. There's now a lot more support available. There's recognition payments you can apply for. So we are still seeing hosts sign up, but we are appealing at the moment for more hosts. What can be done to help the situation really? Hosts definitely play a huge part. We know that there's over uh, 6,000 hosts uh, at the moment in Ireland and there may be more. There are people pledging all the time. We know that government departments, local authorities are all working to activate either um, pledged accommodation but really there is a crisis. We need people to, we need innovative, joined up, collaborative approaches across all departments and all groups that are working in the migration space right now. Okay, that's Roz Jones from HelpingIrishHosts.com. So they're looking for more hosts, Mm -hmm. Uh, Josh. But I mean, what hope have they in that regard? What's the sense from the general public about pledging more accommodation? Well, from the general public, we didn't run a large survey or anything on this, but there are mixed feelings out there. When I put this to those out and about walking around Dublin, some say they'd feel uncomfortable sharing their home with someone they didn't know. Others say they would like to if they had the space. And look, I'd be fairly sure that's what a lot of it comes down to. If we all lived in fine big houses with multiple spare rooms, I don't see where there'd be any problem. But y- you can see where people are coming from if they're if they're already stuck for a room, living in a box apartment. And even from the hosts I've been meeting with, that's what they say. They say having the extra space is key because then those who are staying with them have their own independence too, be it a granny flat or just even uh, maybe some people even have a second sitting room. Let's hear from the public now on this. And I asked them, would they consider pledging a room? I would have, but because of where I live, I know it probably wouldn't be an option. So you'd be kind of worried that the services wouldn't be in place to Absolutely. give them the support they need? Yeah, exactly. At the time, did you consider pledging up a room? or? 
No, I didn't. What would be your reasons for that? I wouldn't feel comfortable with someone else in my own home. So it doesn't matter whether they're refugees or whether there's another Irish person. When you lock that door behind you, you want your own private space? Peace. Bit of space, yeah. I have to confess that I have enough space in my house, but I didn't feel it was something that family members would agree to. And I think it's something that I would probably find difficult myself, just having a strange person living in the house with me. It would be uncomfortable. Like, I would love to do my, my best to help, but it would be uncomfortable. I, don't, I wouldn't like to be uncomfortable in my own home. I don't have an extra room, so I couldn't, unfortunately. So yeah, I got two rooms, and they're both full, unfortunately. But if, if I had it, yeah, probably I would. Even the Irish have been refugees all over the world in recent times. I think anything we can do to help out genuine refugees is what we should do. Somebody that I know that offered a room for Ukrainians, like they'd have their own bathroom, the whole lot, and um, nobody got in contact with them. Would it be something you'd ever consider yourself, or would it be possible? They would have a bathroom and maybe a room, but they wouldn't be kind of away from where we are, so I don't know whether they would be interested. All right, uh, that is the views of people on the streets of Dublin and whether they might offer up a room. I also understand, Josh, you met a Ukrainian who's staying with somebody who did offer up a room out in County Meath. I did, Kieran. So Ina also has her 10-year-old daughter with her. She's attending the local school in Enfield and really thriving when it comes to integrating into the school community. Frank Heenahan is the man I mentioned at the beginning who's now on to his second guest since the war broke out. But one thing that really helps those who are coming here to get involved with the community is they all have regular meetup events so of course all this week for the first ever Irish Refugee Week there is everything from exhibitions discussions school programs street feasts but every Wednesday the Summerhill Ukrainian Support Committee in Mead has meetups for Ukrainians living in the county locals come along they all mix and it's spaces like this that, that I personally believe are key to helping people move forward to their next stage whatever that might be they could be hearing about a local job that's going in the area and courses available and most importantly they're able to make new friends we'll play a clip now of Frank and his guest Ina I started off with Frank talking about the different experiences him and his wife have had with the guests and what to do when there are challenges along the way Frank says communication was a big barrier with the first guest she had a dialect of Ukrainian that was the most difficult thing we had with our first Ukrainian refugee but there was a lot more involved than we anticipated but uh, when she was away for several months we got another through unofficial channels we got somebody else You decided to do it again? Yeah we did yeah because we kind of feel that people really need help you know they're in that dire situation like you try to put yourself in their position and you think, God, you know. So I met your guest here today now. Yeah, Ina, yeah. Oh, she's, Ina was our second. Um, <laughs> the, the second person into the nest, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a different experience, totally. For anyone listening who might be finding some some moments challenging, mm-hmm. at times maybe there's a communication barrier there, what advice would you have for them after someone who's experienced it yourself? What we found really useful was if there is somebody else in the Ukrainian community who has better English, right, to act as a, sort of a translator. That to us was invaluable. You've taken in two guests now. Yeah. For anyone considering giving it a go, what would your message be? And we're lucky in our case that all our children have gone, so we have the luxury of being able to give them their own dedicated bedroom and a bathroom. So that, ha- that, having, having that extra space is oh, kind of essential. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But the key thing to agreeing is to have common understanding, and that's where the translation came in um, essential. All this time, I hope I come back to home. It's okay, it's okay. 
Did you come to Ireland by yourself? I come to Ireland with my daughter. She's going to school? Yes, she go, she's going to school. She She's very happy here. She met a lot of new friends. It's now make me happy. And her English every day is improving? Yes, her English may be better than mine. <laughs> she's teaching you English? Yes, yes. Sometimes she corrects me. What has it been like living in an Irish home? I really feel myself like I live in my home. Uh, Ina and Frank uh, there in County Meath wrapping up that report uh, from Josh Crosby to Mark World Refugee Week. Josh, thank you very much.